right, we're All back right. again. Oh, let me take a sip of my water um, that uh, Matt Palmer generously gave me, but I already have finished. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost done with my, you know, I was told last week it was important for you to have some water. You felt left out, even though I was sick and you were fine. So here, thank you. I thought your writer would have water on it, and oh I wanted to get that for you. You're so giving. I'm very giving. Look at you. Oh my god! Just what I need to wake me up at this ungodly hour. That's the thing. Like, if you're just listening to the podcast, this is being recorded. I would say the earliest we've ever recorded a podcast. Yes, I would say this so. This is 11 a.m. Neither of, not even 11 yet. I think we're still in the 10:49s. Yes. Neither of us are morning people. No. Ah. And the week's been a, a complete fucking mess. Yes. <laughs> so if the tone is off on the podcast, that's why. But we're going to do our darndest, do our best. We like to keep things light, keep things happy. It's hard in the morning. And it's also hard when the world is falling apart. Exactly. But, but you know what? We're here. We're queer. And we are excited to podcast with all of you today. Cheers. Cheers. I'm finishing up my water. To quote NeNe Leakes, cheers to the girls weekend. Mm. <laughs> oh, a classic. <laughs> Welcome back to another Two Game Mats podcast. It's Matt Steele. And it's Matt Palmer. And we are with you today on a nice early Sunday yes. this week. It's very exciting. We have our Twitch going. We, we're chatting with the people and we're chatting with you guys who are watching on YouTube or listening on Apple Podcasts. And yes. It has been a devastating week, but uh, we're doing what we can. <laughs> it's so true. Like, uh, again, we are across the world from Ukraine, but our prayers and thoughts go out to the Ukrainian people. Their president Zelensky in the streets, a king, a hero, the first like hero I can think of in such a long time. Oh, my God. But I just the fact that this is occurring is just so sickening and so unnecessary. Putin is such an evil piece of shit. And I am so glad that Trump is not our president right now. So we are in no way aligned with him. I feel like the, from what I'm understanding with the NATO uh, defense force, there's going to be a lot of money and resources poured into Ukraine, but maybe not in military action from our side. I know there's sanctions happening, uh, mm-hmm. with, you know, stopping trade with Russia, things like that. And I saw this morning on Twitter that Ukraine and Russia are meeting now for peace or something. Are they actually? Yes. I saw something okay. like that. I mean, and it just, it's, I, I just, I mean, hats off to the Ukrainian president. I watched his speech that he gave, his like yeah. 10 minute speech yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah. He and the fact that he is staying there and being like, no, these are my people and I am defending them. It's unbelievable. And the fact that you see the people in Russia like protesting. I this, know. And, like standing up and they will like it will serve jail time Absolutely. for protesting the pre- their own president. And they're doing it still. And it's just amazing and inspiring. And hearts go out to everyone out there. I know. I hope hopefully these peace talks, if those are happening, are productive and actually get things where they need to go. I just. I'm so heartbroken for the Ukrainian people and the Russian people who disagree with this war, which I feel like a lot of them do and yeah. are protesting and going to jail. There are just so many people who are really showing who they are mm. in t- times of crisis, which is what happens. But it's just so sickening that this is happening in the first place. But this podcast is about keeping things light, yes. about adding a little bit of lightness, some light to our days and weeks. So please know when we're being happy, we're not ignoring what's happening across the globe. We just, you know. We got to do something nice for the people. We got to give them something something good, something to snack on. So Matt Steele. Yes. How was your week? I had a lovely week. That's good. Amidst the darkness. Yes. Um, So I went uh, and I saw West Side Story again with my friend Lauren and her mom and my friend Megan. Wow. Because they had not seen West Side Story yet. Lauren hadn't seen West Side Story? I know. My two friends, Megan and Lauren, we got our BFAs in musical theater at NYU together and they had been putting off seeing West Side Story for months and I was like, 
girls get it together <laughs> because they were so afraid that they wouldn't like it and it would be bad. And of course they loved it because it's incredible. And I just like seeing it again and just like noticing other little details. Just what a phenomenal, phenomenal film. So, wow. And it, the fact that it's blowing up right now on film Twitter again um, is like this weekend is is just really amazing. Um, I hope s- that turns into box office numbers. That'd oh, be yeah. Cool. I, would, I would hope so. That'd be amazing. Oh. Um, and what else did I do? My friend Fernando is in town. He lives in Texas and Hi, he Fernando. is um, out here filming uh, a role in a, a show that you watch. Yes. Um, and he, I was like, oh, my God, you want to help me put shit on my walls? <laughs> and so all the shit that um, I had like stored in my bedroom that was supposed to go on my living room walls that I had been putting off and was going to hire a task rabbit for Fernando, who is big and strong and loves doing home decor mm. stuff, helped me hang the shit on the walls. So now there's, I don't have a couch yet. <laughs> the couch is still in transit, but the shit on the walls is up and it is Super cute. Yes, and I've seen it because even though there was a bit of a miscommunication, yes, I went over to Matt Steele's house essentially unannounced, on very much unannounced <laughs> on Thursday night because uh, last week we had kind of vaguely talked about reacting to Avril Lavigne's new album Love Sucks, and I took that vague conversation to be like, okay, great, I'll be there at nine, like see you then. And Matt Steele was like, oh, I thought we were gonna do this later. I thought we were going to do a listening party podcast at your apartment at some point. And I was like, oh no, I'm on my way. See you later. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay, great, and good you, thing I hung shit on my walls today. I know. So you're going to see at least a first glance at Matt Steele's new apartment. It's lovely. It's beautifully put together. I know, the color, the teal and the pinks. Yes. And my, the thing, Fernando is so dramatic. He was like, <laughs> he was like, oh my God, there's so much pink. It looks like Barbie's dream house. And I was like, it does not look like Barbie's dream house. And it so I, I told my roommate, uh, I was like, oh, Fernando says that it looks like Barbie's dream house and everything. And he was like... It is a lot of pink. <laughs> and I was like, I don't think it's that much pink. No. Like, the coffee table's pink. There's um, there's pink on all the wall decor, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> and I just bought a pink bench. Okay, it's a lot of pink. But, <laughs> but it looks lovely. Yeah. It looks it's nice. Not like it's very ridiculous. serene. It's no, not it's ridiculous not ridiculous. Pink. It's not at yeah. all. Um, so I'm trying to think of what I even did this week. Uh, this past yesterday, we had uh, uh, some couples, friends come over. Well, just a couple, and our friends who are a couple came over, and um, we gave them a, a drinks on the patio, which was very nice and lovely. We kind of walked around the neighborhood, went to a restaurant called Momed, which is close by in Atwater Village, and um, that was nice, just having people over. And then after mm-hmm. this recording, the reason we couldn't record this even a little bit later is because uh, a family friend of Jackson's is having a wedding shower, so we'll be going to that. Uh, we've also been watching a little bit of television, which I'll talk about later. Okay. Um, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, there's nothing too crazy, too new. I just am. Uh, I put out a tropical remix of uh, Keep a Secret. Listen to that. Thank it's a, it's you. A classic. It's Thank a you. Came out on Friday. So that was nice. Uh, yeah, just trying to keep up with my put out one Matt Palmer music thing a month moment. And that okay. is my February. And um, I'm very excited to be back podcasting with you, Matt. Still, and getting I'm still still not 100 percent better, but I'd say I'm 95. Okay, like, you sound fine. Thank you. I feel fine. It's just like, you you know, when you're like right post sick, you still wake up and feel a little like, oh, I have mucus more than I would if I yeah. was fully well. And you're That's, like, am I still here? Is this where we're still right, at? Right, exactly. Okay. But it's better. It's definitely gotten so much better. And I'm excited to be 
back to a human person sometime soon. <laughs> Were you ever really a human person? Let's get real. I mean, there's no way to know. <laughs> I mean, you just told me something crazy that happens to you when you eat sometimes. <laughs> what was? What did I tell you, Matt Steele? He announced to me and to all the Twitchers, <laughs> to, uh, we were very shocked that, according to Matt Palmer, his entire life, Jesus if Christ. he goes a couple hours without eating and then he suddenly eats, his jaw goes numb for a couple <laughs> seconds and then it goes back to normal. Is If there's a doctor out there... <laughs> We have a doctor, uh, a Crystal. She, I mean, she's a therapist. I was going like, to say, <laughs> different kind of doctor. But like any doctors out there, anyone who has a degree or anyone who has been to school, please help diagnose him. I didn't think there was anything wrong with this until I told Jackson and he was like, that's very weird. And well, whatever. Matt Steele says he chokes on every liquid every week. So he has something wrong with him too. <laughs> it's not just me. Whatever, sometimes I just drink a little too hastily and I'm like, <laughs> but that's like a normal thing that the body does. My, my body does not get choke on a liquid once a week at all. Um, once a week. It's like five times a this day. This is what I'm saying. That's my, the problem. Listen, my epiglottis is just a little slow. To okay. quote Austin Marlowe, y'all need to make some doctor's appointments. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So should we jump into the news for idiots okay, this week? Let's jump into the news. So some good news for Britney and Britney Spears fans across the globe. And to all literate people Everyone everywhere who, who loves a book. Yes. Britney Spears' book is coming, reportedly worth $15 million, the second highest book deal, like highest priced book deal of all time, right behind the Obamas. Uh, so her tell-all book is coming via Simon & Schuster. I cannot believe this is really happening. She has been promising since MTV's For the Record back in the day, right at the beginning of the conservatorship, that she was going to be writing a great mysterious book one day. A mysterious She's book. She referred to it at the time as a mysterious <laughs> Book. I love a mysterious book. And I book. feel like the mysterious book is en route. Oh my God. I just feel like Jamie Lynn must be shaking. Oh my God. Because it's like, well, now there's no need. Yeah. Like, if anyone, even out of curiosity, was going to get that Jamie Lynn thing, it's like, well, for what? For what? And, and what, you know, what a great way to get the kids to read, you know? <laughs> Like I like if I was a kindergarten teacher, I would be like, okay, kids, gather around. Honestly, we are going to read chapter one yes. of the Britney Spears memoir because I bet I bet there's some fairy tale illusions in there. Some sure, meta- some princess metaphors. I don't know. I mean, we're gonna see what it's like. I assume there will be a ghostwriter involved. I feel like we could just be cutting to the quick because there's so much to discuss about her 13 years in that conservatorship. Mm. Maybe some of her life leading up. There might not be any time for fairy tales. You know what I mean? There's always time for fairy tales. Oh no, there's always time for fairy tales in Britney Spears' life, okay? I am excited. I'm thrilled. I also am hoping this doesn't take forever. Like, how long do you think it's going to take for this book to be ready? Because I'm ready for it now. I mean, book deals take a long, long, long time. I know. It takes a long time for people to write a book. But, like... Well, not even just write it, but, like, once it's written, like, it takes, like... After the deal is done, it usually takes, like, over a year. After wait, after the book is done, written, uh, has been written, and the deal is and done. And the deal is done. It usually takes over a year to like. Do you think get it her published. book? I don't think her book has even been written yet. Oh really? Oh, oh. see, I figure she had that safe oh, on her no. desk. I don't think her book has been written. I yet. mean, you know, I'm sure they, they'll do it hastily for her. I hope so, because yeah. the people. I mean, the people are going to want to know whenever it's out, but I want to know now. Okay. I'm, you know, I'm not patient. It's All not right. one of my things. It's not one of my virtues. Um, so Matt Steele, yeah. I hate to be the bearer and to, you know, get you off on a rant so early on in the podcast, mm-hmm. but I read a headline that I didn't think you would love. I feel like Matt Steele has spent last week defending the cheer moment. I wouldn't the- say defending. I would say <laughs> like, I don't mind You're it. like letting people know I'm not mad at the Oscars about this fan voted moment. I'm not mad at the Oscars about uh, the cheer moment, whatever it is. 
But then the Oscars pushed you too far. Every lady has a limit. Literally, I found this out as I got out of West Side Story on Tuesday. And it's like, how dare you give me this news after I've gotten out of a cinematic wonder? So apparently the following categories will not be uh, given out live during the um, ceremony. The documentary, short subject, film, editing, makeup and hairstyling, music, original score. Wow, that's wild. Production design, short film, animated, short film, live action and sound. <clears throat> How dare everyone? The fact that they tried to, they two years ago, they are like 2019, so I guess three years ago, yeah. they, they were saying, oh, we just like won't air, like I think it was like four categories or whatever. Right. And there were the out. Cry against it was so big yeah, people that the Oscars were just like, never mind, we're going to air these categories. And the fact that they're just like doing it again, I mean, they're saying, well, but no, what's going to happen is um, we are going to start filming the Oscars an hour earlier. And so all these categories are going to be presented in front of an audience and everything. And they're going to be speeches and everything. And they're going to be tweeted out on social Woo! media. I know. So so then but then they're going to be edited together and placed in the um uh Oscar ceremony as if it's it's going to be very seamless and it'll it won't be weird at all. And it's like we know what this is. The Tony Awards had done it for years and mm. it was garbage, okay? It was it was they there's a list of announce of the nominees on the side and then they announce the winner and then you see like 10 seconds of the person's speech. Mm. That's it. Like, it's ridiculous and unfair and unjust to people who have dedicated their entire lives and have worked so hard to get to this moment, like, and who have been responsible for why these films are so good. Um, and it, it's just completely ridiculous. And I heard that um, there was a contentious meeting between the sound branch and the academy. Wow. Uh, because apparently... Uh, the sound branch agreed to have sound the sound categories combined into one because for years it was best sound editing and best sound mixing and mm. the academy was like we want to condense it or the producers I guess were like we want to condense it into one category and they were like this we don't want that to happen but we will agree to that if you always promise to have our category aired on TV. Wow. So as, and and essentially, I guess the producers can be like, "Well, it's airing on TV," but it's like this is and it's a jo- like this is you just like duped us. Like, also, how dare you? It's also like it's not like it's the Grammys where there are like 150 categories or yes. some shit. And so even that, it feels kind of rude when you have like producer of the year being like shown right before the commercial break, just like in a little square. Mm-hmm. But there are only 23 Oscars categories. Yes. There aren't that many. Like I understand, I guess wanting to condense it down to three hours and make sure your advertisers get this and you don't roll over into people's, you know, news time or whatever. But like it's one night a year. People have worked their entire careers on this. And again, like someone said in Twitch, it's like, why? Why are you trying to cater to people that don't care about movies or don't want to watch the Oscars anyways? Like cater to the film fanatics who want to see all of this and like then the show will get better ratings. People will care more about it. It's I feel like Bravo does this from time to time where it's like, oh, we've got to reach the straight man. It's like, why? Why? Does the NFL ever try to reach for us at the Super Bowl? No, they sometimes will put like a queen on as the halftime show, Mm -hmm. but they're not like during the game popping like and like Laura Dern update. Like, no, let's be ridiculous. Like (laughs) try to give the people 
people who are watching anyway something they want to watch. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the only time the Super Bowl ever catered to the homosexuals was when Carol Channing was the halftime show. But um, <laughs> the, the thing is, like, it's like get people excited about the Oscars by including information on the show, yeah. like not by cutting stuff. Get people excited about these movies. Show the best costume nominees and go into depth about like why each nominee was nominated, like right. the great work that they did. Show us what film editing is and why it's important in films. And that'll right. get people watching who don't know anything about film editing to be like, oh, that sounds cool. Maybe I'll check out The Power of the Dogs. <laughs> right. and even though it wasn't nominated for any, I don't think. <laughs> but, um, but like it, it'll get people at least like invested in what they're watching and everything. And guys, producers, they're, you're not going to get the numbers that you did in the 90s. You're just you're not. Just not it's a different time. It's a different time. Like people can watch their favorite celebrities on Instagram now. Like right. they don't, whereas before they would have to tune into the Oscars yes. to see their favorite celebrities. Like they're just not doing that now. So make the show good. Just concentrate right. on making the show good as opposed to just like scaling it down. And the thing is like you're scaling it down but also giving time to award Cinderella this <laughs> not 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 even awarded anything. No, just say like, just like the announce. fans voted for it. Yay and clap for it. Like that's a waste of time. It like is. like what are you doing? Are producers okay? I don't know. I will say as far as the cheer moment goes, I didn't realize that these were cheer moments not just from the past year. Yeah, because they didn't explain it. So when I saw Dream Girls on there, I was like, wait. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like, wait, the Matrix Neo dodging bullet that was in the 90s. I assume it means the old Matrix, not the new Matrix, which I assume that happens in that as well. Uh, but then it's a, bot- a bunch of Marvel, Spider-Man, Avengers, and then Dreamgirls. And I'm telling you, which, by the way, I agree and I'm voting for that. <laughs> like, I saw Dreamgirls maybe five times in the theater every time after that scene I did get chills and like you know sometimes tears yeah so I'm I will vote for it but it's like well what are, what even is this yeah what, it's, well, it's nothing it's, it's nothing. nothing why why can't we have more, like all the categories on there and skip this Oscars cheer moment because right. you know what people really don't care about an Oscars cheer like a <laughs> cheer moment like no one cares about that stuff they're gonna find that this is going to blow up in their face and yeah. and it's the ratings aren't gonna be any better like it's it's just not there is in the years there have been no there's been no correlation between length of Oscars ceremony and mm. ratings there wow. hasn't so like one of the longest ceremonies was like one of the highest rated like it's it there's no correlation and mm. so Whatever, at least they uh, they did say that they were showing Oscar clips this year, like clips of the movies, which they didn't last year, which was just... I know you're pissed about that. Oh, my God. And 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 Best Picture will be the last award awarded this Since year. Since that makes fucking sense, Grammys take note. If album's not the last award awarded, like, throw the whole show away. Well, and the funny thing with the Grammys is, like... The Grammys are always like the longest and kind of like most boring oh, war ceremony. And the, and the Grammys are nothing but show. Yes. Like it's all like there are three awards awarded right. and just like all. So it's like it doesn't help the Grammys. No. Like be any better and everything no. to, to get rid of categories. Then why would it help you? It's just it's infuriating and it's upsetting and I could talk about it forever. Well, just to follow up on last week's show, it has been confirmed that Wendy Williams show is officially ending and Sherry debuts in the fall. Okay. So, I mean, we hope Wendy is out there doing well. She's given so much to culture and so many, you know, incredible memes that will live on forever. Oh, my God. I think we will see her reinvented in a new show at some point. But, 
you know, if she was not well enough to do the show, I they've lasted so long with guest hosts. Like this entire season, I feel like has been guest hosts. Mm-hmm. So I, the, her statement essentially was like, "I get it. You can't like sell a show that's Wendy Williams, maybe." Yeah. And so Sherry debuts in the fall. I'm excited for Sherry Shepard. It's something she wanted. She yeah. was on The View, did a great job. Clearly, people are interested in her since her ratings on, on the Wendy Show are really good. That's good. Um. So you know, just best best of luck out there for Wendy. Another rant moment, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Essentially, Tadric Hall, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I feel like we just have to have a section. I'm glad it's over because now that, um, you know, Big Brother uh, celebrity is over, we don't have to talk about Tadric every week. But uh, he basically got his phone back after that finale, saw the response, and canceled all the press appearances that I think they're contractually obligated to do after this season. Um, he saw how people responded to him and opted out of doing interviews after coming in second place. I, um, apparently the finale was just an hour according to Matt Steele. Yes. And I did see a couple of people like as they were turning their keys, like shade him a bit, like Teddy Mellencamp kind of stumbled over words, but said something cool and oh, was like yeah. lesser of two evils. Um, oh, well, she, she dragged him for his Wizard of Ozness, yes. which like is like, get him Teddy. I <laughs> like, mean, like the, the, I mean, I'll talk about it later in the podcast. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, but, uh. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I just, I wonder how he comes back from this. Like, I feel like it's gotten big enough. Like, there's so many Tyler, uh, Tyler, uh, Todrick Hall exposed parties on Twitter every five minutes. And, like, there are so many threads of, I've seen videos of him, like, literally going up to a homeless lady and mocking her on video a long Mm -hmm. time ago. There's so much video of him talking about not paying dancers. There's so many dancers and makeup artists and people who are like, I was new to LA, sleeping on people's couches. Todrick said that, like, he wanted me in this video and I was so talented and you know, showering with compliments and then refused to pay me and called me ungrateful. And I just feel like there's so much of it now that it's getting into like Leah Michelle territory. It's it's rough. Yeah. It's rough. It, it's going to be rough for him. Um, even like the drama surrounding. There's a lot of drama surrounding the Big Brother 23 cast now. Yeah. Um, because after Big Brother 23 ended, Todrick like had all of them like stay at his house for like some of them for like it feels like months. Yes. <laughs> like they were just like living at his house and everything. And you could tell it was like, oh, Todrick wants to be on Celebrity Big Brother, so like this is like publicity for that and everything. And so you know, a bunch of those cast members became friends with him. And now there and now there's drama around them because they're not speaking out against him or whatever. And right. it's like, I don't think they have to like speak out <laughs> against. Like I think that's overly dramatic. Mm. Um, but there's drama among them because some of them are just like, uh, we never felt comfortable with Todrick, and the rest of them are just like, and and Derek F from last season was like posted a picture of Whitney. Um, at his house, being like, oh well, it's awkward because you actually came to his house like yesterday. And like posted a picture of her like at his house and everything. And she was like, I was there to see you guys because you guys were there and everything. And it conjured up all this drama. And it's like, first of all, why does the Big Brother cast like why do they have all of their drama when they're outside of the house and not inside of the house? It's annoying. (laughs) Um, But uh, it's it's they were it's all this drama is all about Todrick. And it's like, I don't know. Like, guys, I get it. Like, he he did some crappy things and everything, but I don't know. There's a war going on, and I think right. all this a drama is a world. little unnecessary um, in terms of as far as that goes. But right. yeah, he's he's having a rough time. I assume that. Yes, I but we'll talk that. about Big Brother later. In the okay, podcast, all right. Because I have some things to say. Um, did you see the Anna Lynn McCord uh, rap about? <laughs> 
Vladimir Putin. Let me just play the, the start of it. Uh, see if you can hear Dear that. President Vladimir Putin, I'm so sorry that I was not your mother. <laughs> if I was your mother, you would have been so loved, held in the arms of joyous light. Never would the story's plight, the world unfurled before Okay, let me stop you right there. <laughs> I don't know if that was loud enough for everyone to hear, but... It is the most cringeworthy, like, rap. Because the thing is, you don't know it's a poem at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, wait, what is this woman who I've never seen before talking about? Yeah, who is she? She's an actress. She was on 90210. Okay. She was on Nip Tuck. Oh, okay. actress love, turned. Love Nip Tuck. <laughs> yes, actress turned human rights activist, which, you know, a, a, an impressive thing to That's do great. and be. But I saw someone on Twitter refer to her as Anna Lynn Manuel Miranda, which made me laugh. <laughs> It just is so like everyone. I feel like once, as soon as um, Putin invaded Ukraine, there was people being like, "Oh God, I worry that an imagined moment from Gal Gadot is coming." And then at the drop of a dime, like took no time at all. Like how long did she? Like it was five seconds. It was five yeah. seconds. Yeah. And it's like, did you not play this for someone? Did you not like show this to some? I feel like someone should have been in your camp, like a manager or a friend, be like, hey, I'm gonna send you this. What do you think? Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, hey, don't post this. Yeah, this is embarrassing. Yeah, this is ridiculous. It is minimizing. It is cringeworthy. It's embarrassing. It's just like, oh, is this what Gen Z thinks millennials are like? Like, <laughs> I worry that she. It's us somehow. And and it's kind of just like the notion of just like, oh, maybe if he just, you know, maybe if just his mother loved him. Right, exactly. Let's let's find a woman we can blame for this. I don't know. I just, it's so stupid. And like, I know, I'm sure she's a lovely individual. she's beautiful. Oh, she looks great in that. Yes, great. The (laughs) lighting is really 10 out of 10. Like, how do we get her lighting in there? And she probably... Her heart was probably in the right place, of but course. just like how tone deaf must you be? Yeah, it's like that's the thing. Is like when stuff like this happens, I I usually like sort of like take a step back from yes. social media because it's like I I don't know if I can come up with the right words to say about this situation. Um, it's more. You know, I I don't feel like it's my place to like make some broad, wonderful statement right. or something like that. So the fact that people really go for it, it's just like wow. It's just like it's okay that we're not all political analysts. Yes, I think that is okay. Everyone can be in their lane, but like, let's not all try to be. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Oh my god! Like sometimes we can just say. We- Sorry, we're getting a, t- a quote tweet from Anna Lynn from uh, One Am The Game. In an interview with BuzzFeed News, McCord defended the video, claiming that she could have easily become a dictator under different circumstances. All right. Girl, please. But you know what? I at least give her credit for talking to the press, which is something that Todd Call <laughs> is, true. is uh, he's not, not doing. He's not brave enough. You know? He's no Anna Lynn. But she, she's... Uh, She's Ooh. she's uh opening her mind to have a discussion. I don't I don't need it discussed. <laughs> <laughs> I need the video to be taken down. The thing is, the tweet is still up. It's like I know, the tweet the is still up. And I guess of oh, Ooh, I dropped my phone. I guess of course we're all gonna have it recorded. But like, just do us all a favor and tell us you like tell us that you don't stand by the video by taking it down. You yeah, know, and just say you would, know what I I shouldn't have done this. That this was dumb. Yeah. Um, and I guess lastly, Amanda Bynes has filed to end her conservatorship. 
So right. the balls are rolling, guys. Brittany has knocked down the door. She might be going to D.C. Because didn't some senators invite her to D.C. to discuss yes. conservatorship of Yes. She might be going there. Amanda Bynes just trying to end hers. Um, I believe there was this, a son of a country artist who also was in a conservatorship that they might be trying to end as well. I forget his name. I apologize. But Amanda Bynes, like, we forget how fucking hilarious Amanda Bynes was, like, back mm. in the She's the Man days. Oh, like, my God. And just all film. that, it was like, what a talented I little know. girl. She yeah. came out of nowhere and really blew the roof off i hope to see more from her i hope she is well yes and if she doesn't need to be conserved like if she is capable enough to make her own decisions and life choices which i feel like it seems like the the bar for conservatorships should be much people should be much less available in their faculties yes than people especially these celebrities or people with lots of money get conserved and just people are taking advantage anyways this is all obvious we all agree here <laughs> but i'm excited that i'm uh, that amanda's making these moves and i can't wait to see you know what she does after it ends which exactly. hopefully it ends another yeah. book another book there's gonna be a whole series of and of, i'll be reading them all amazing women who have escaped conservatorship hey i would love that i yeah. would love that so is there any other news for idiots i may have missed this week I can't think of any right now. Maybe our Twitch people will uh, say, you forgot this. Well, we'll have to check. We'll take a quick break and be back with more Two Game Ants, the podcast. We're back. We're recording. Oh, yes, we are back. Okay. We just had a fight over what's Madonna's second best album. I say Confessional Dance Floor. I say True Blue. Well, tell us what you think. Okay. <laughs> oh, and we also wanted to give a shout out to our, our Twitch uh, viewers, reminded us the other good news, yes. the first black female a Supreme Court nominee was announced yes. by Joe Biden, Kentaji Jackson. Yes. And she sounds great. She sounds amazing. She sounds obviously up to the challenge. Yes. But it's also like, do you want her in that environment with all those people who suck? But there's some people who are great. <laughs> we need good we people thrown into those environments. That's okay, true. To make the environments better. It's just insane the fact that this is the first black woman. Yeah nominated but I just like I can't wait to get to the point in life in which everything a black woman does isn't like oh this is the first time a black woman it's like I know because the world's been built against them okay we have to go on <laughs> what's the next uh, uh, so we are on to email my heart this is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have you can be a part of email my heart if you email us at two gaymats at gmail.com to spell t-w-o yes or you can comment uh, in the comment section on YouTube if you are watching this podcast on YouTube yes uh, so first email comes to us from Matthew and there are a bunch of questions so we are going to answer the ones we are going to answer, answer the ones we can answer yes because some of them were just like I don't know uh, so I love that there's another gay Matt. <laughs> we love a gay Matt. Yes. He says, well, we don't know if he goes by Matt or Matthew. Excuse me. Go on. Just read the email. It's long. <laughs> um, he says, hello from the past. Hey, Matt's just another gay Matt. Okay. He's a gay Matt. Writing from Ann Arbor, Michigan. I've been completely binging the podcast over the last three months during my commute to my job where I practice dentistry. Ooh. You guys are truly the best. I found the podcast after watching an Olivia Rodrigo reaction video. Have you seen her NPR tiny desk? It is stunning. Not as good as Dua Lipa's, but is anything... But is anything as good as Dua's? <laughs> I have seen it. It is lovely. I love the new arrangements. She is such a little talent. Anyway, I have made it to December 2020. So he's really listening to everything. I know. It's been a psychological whirlwind listening to the podcast week to week. And I love recalling what I was going through around the same time that your podcasts were released. Maybe by the time I get to my most current podcast in two months, uh, I can very hopefully discover that this email got to you guys well. <laughs> um, so first question. 
Charlie XCX and Rina Sawayama beg for you on repeat. Yeah. Anyone else? Cry for You by September has always been one of my favorite dance tracks of all time. Thoughts? I think it's excellent. I very much love it. I haven't listened to the song as much as I meant to, but I love that they've collaborated. The video is very um, Stupid Love Lady Gaga, like out in the mm-hmm. desert, which is cool. And just... Rena can literally is allergic to doing anything bad. Yes. Like it's just never happened. It never will. I'm excited. I'm um, ready for that next album. I'm so excited. I mean, and wait, she's in the new John Wick. Did I make that up? Oh yeah. Uh, so I don't know if she needs to put that John Wick movie out before the next album, but like hopefully but in between now and then there are more features, there are more duets. I, ima- I imagine more. the movie and album might come out simultaneously. That would be smart, right? Uh, it would be smart. Lots yeah. of promo. That'd be wise. Promo, yeah. promo, we're, promo. We're your managers, Rena. Yes. <laughs> um, Matt Steele, when I was younger, 2001, my family and I lived in the UK and we we frequented some shows in the West End. Have you ever heard of anything more terrifying than the musical Starlight Express? More terrifying. (laughs) Who allowed this to happen? Ten-year-old me was shook. Wow. So uh, Starlight Express also shakes me to the core. Okay. In a good way. Ooh. Starlight Express. Okay. Imagine. Imagine the plot of Cats. Where right. there's, you know, there's a bunch of cats and they each have their own personality. I'm already and, kind of out, but yeah. go on. <laughs> Imagine cats, but instead of all of them being cats, they're all choo-choo trains. And mm. they're all dressed up as chain trains. They're all on roller skates. And it's great. <laughs> it's just a giant train concert. And they're roller skating around. The stage looks like a giant arena. Fabulous. Is there a plot? Uh, you know. Okay. There is. I would say more... S- more so than cats, because it's not like based on like a series of poems that are just sort of strung together. Yeah. Um. But uh, it, it's great. It's got some bops. It's got some bops. Okay. Not I'm, Andrew Lloyd Webber's best, but you it know. might be with the other gay Matt on this listen, one. Listen, listen, other gay Matt. Not for me. You two need some help. All right. <laughs> uh. And his, and then he included a, an adorable picture of him and I assume his a boyfriend. Oh, look at you two. Very very cute. Um. Sorry, this is long and longer email, and sorry if y'all have gone over any of these things in the last fourteen. months. Months. Love you and both, and best love you both and best wishes. Gay Matt number three. Yay! Thank you so much for the email. I also think it's so interesting when I hear about people listening to the podcast all the way through because I swear after we record the podcast, I will sometimes be like listening just to make sure the sound is right. But I don't think I listen all the way through. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I, it's so crazy because like I think about like previous podcasts and I'm just like, oh, I hope I didn't say anything stupid, which I'm sure I have done many times. Have. Yeah, so please don't judge us, uh, Matt Number Three. Uh, mostly for the like, COVID won't be a big deal. Oh my God! Remember, <laughs> we were just like, I don't know. I think it'll be fine. That's yeah. That's our biggest regret. And then it wasn't. <laughs> and and Matt, I, I swear one day we should um, listen to Sabrina Carpenter. Yes, I feel yeah. like that's happening a lot on the Twitch. People are like. Sabrina Carpenter and Foxes. I feel like there are a lot of people requesting to listen to Foxes. Yeah, so, so, so Matt also was like, listen list. to Sabrina Carpenter. We yes. will one day. Um, oh, Jane Krakowski was in the original cast of Starlight Express. She was, yes. I think All right. that was her Broadway debut. All right, now I'm more interested. All right. My queen. I don't know if she's on the cast recording, though, because I, I forget if the cast recording was the London cast. I don't mm. know if there's a, broad, a Broadway one. Interesting. We'll see. Um, so next question. Uh, comes to us from Canada, from a Durja, I believe is how you pronounce it. Oh. 
Uh, hello from Canada. Hey, Matt. In the thick of my Red Taylor's version obsess- obsession last November, I found your reaction to All Too Well 10-minute version and truly felt seen. Since I've been binging your podcast apps and you guys feel like the pop culture obsessed BBFs I never had, Aww. LOL, I'm writing to ask you if you have any Netflix recommendations. I recently watched Inventing Anna and loved it and was wondering what you guys thought about it, if you'd seen it. I thought it was so intriguing and Julia Garner did a fantastic job. I'm looking for a really great Netflix show to sink my teeth into and I've seen most of the major ones. Do you have any less talked about Rex? Wishing you the very best and lots of love from Canada. P.S. Matt Steele, I was supposed to see Come From Away in the theater this February, but it was canceled. Have you seen it? And if so, thoughts? So, uh, Durja, I talked about this uh, in the podcast like months and months ago. Mm. If you have Apple TV+, Plus. You need to watch the recording of Come From Away that is professionally filmed. It is truly the most wonderful thing. Wow. The most wonderful thing. And if it comes back to near where you are, go see it immediately. It is true. Have you watched it yet? Not yet. I told you to watch it. I'm sorry. I told I'm you so- that was your homework. I, I have been busy. I don't know what to tell you. I'm still recovering. I'm getting better. I'm watching other things that I'll give Netflix recommendations You will love to. it. You will okay, love it. Okay, I will it watch is, it. it. And it is what we need in these dark times that we are living in. Okay. What's going on right now. It is what everyone needs to see. Again, if you had not, have not seen or listened to Come From Away, see it, watch it, consume it, live it. All right. Okay. Oh, any Netflix recommendations? Yes. All right. Well, I, I mean, I feel like none of mine are completely like under the radar, but I mean, I was just talking about the Tinder Swindler, <laughs> which uh-huh. great movie. Uh, I like Never Have I Ever, a great show on Netflix. I think it has two seasons and, and they're working on a third. Sex Education is on Netflix. One of my favorite, favorite shows it is so fucking fantastic. And not to roll right into um, my uh, giving you moments, but... Love is Blind season two. <laughs> I hear it's really good. It is insane. Like if you watch season one, there are at least one couple of Lauren and Cameron where you're like, man, I am rooting for you two. You two seem so perfectly matched. What a beautiful love story. I'm so glad to see you together. And I follow them on uh, Instagram and they seem so happy. The people on this uh, Love is Blind are so incredibly mismatched. Every Like... All of them, there are moments in which, like, oh, I think you two could be a great match. And then, like, as it goes on, like, there's this couple, Nick and Danielle, who literally will... It's like if we just started talking about, like, oh, the podcast, blah, blah, they can turn any conversation into a knockdown drag-out fight. Yes. About nothing. I love that. About nothing. And it's just insane to me how quickly they go to anger and fury and arguments Okay, I'm about to start spoiling, so if you're in the middle of watching Love is Blind and do not want to be spoiled, turn off this podcast. But I just watched the final episode where they have the wedding. So, like, basically, they meet in the pods, they get engaged, they spend, like, four weeks together, and then they have a wedding in which they say yes or no at the altar. Okay. There are two women. One, this uh, one amazing woman named Deep Tea is with this guy named Shake. They are both Indian and both usually date white people, but wound up together. Over the entire course of their time after physically meeting, Shake is talking to the camera, talking to uh, the other guys on the on the show, talking to his mother about like, she's so great. She's my best friend. But like, I don't have that like animalistic attraction to her. Like, I don't want to like rip her clothes off. He's saying this every five fucking seconds. And Deep D is uh. just like, we have such a great connection. And like, I think we'll grow into that and like being like too nice to him about it. And the day of the wedding shows up and she's looking in the mirror with her mom and is like, I know exactly what I'm going to do and I can't wait to do it. And we're all like, oh, fuck. And like, I went into it being like, I guess they're going to get married. She's not been seeing all the shit he's been talking about her. 
she goes up at that altar and it's just like, and they're like, do you take shake? Blah, 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 blah. She gets asked first and she's like, I cannot. I want a man who wants me. I choose myself. Like I'm the best thing that's ever going to happen to this guy. And he does not know my worth. Goodbye. And I was just like, yes, get him, get him. It was so cathartic because you're just seeing also just like to be completely objective and like shitty about it. She's so much hotter than him. And it's like for him to be like, oh, like, I don't know my physical joy. It's like, shut up, shake. And so she walks out with her head held high. Mm. I was so fucking I hope she gets the hottest man out of this show. If any man has watched the show, they're sliding into her DMs right now because she has it all an icon and then also there's this couple there's this guy named Shane who looks like a young version of Gary Busey and this very sweet girl named Natalie who has her life together her shit together he's very much like oh I'm a realtor and like I don't like take anything seriously and like I don't believe in we can't like get 401ks and like buy a house like I want to like drink all the time and like go out and party and like travel and she's like oh I like that he's spontaneous unlike me (laughs) and it's like Natalie please but the whole time she's very into him and so I'm like oh fuck she's gonna say yes too the night before the wedding they get into a fight that they kind of don't want to talk about they go to the altar and like she's not smiling at all Mm -hmm. and I'm like oh fuck is she gonna say no too and she's like I can't and it's basically like I we have real problems to work through I want us to still work through them but I today I cannot marry you and like walks out and they like talk a little bit afterwards and he's like well I meant everything I said And like she thought he meant everything he said during the fight last night, which was not filmed. And she's like, you meant that you hated me and that I was the worst thing that ever happened to you. Uh, And it's like uh, he had said yes to her at the altar after saying that to her the night before. Oh, my God. I there's a part of me. I'm nervous that they're still together in some capacity, just like looking at their Instagrams. And I see them commenting. Okay, but Natalie is a queen and deserves so much fucking better. Shane is like so gross to me like I guess if you didn't know anything about him he'd be kind of physically attractive but like he's such an asshole and like always is I don't know he's just a jerk and like she is playfully mean to him in a way like oh no you're gross like oh my gosh haha like in a jokey way and he's like you're you're such a bitch like you never compliment me like why don't you give me compliments and it's like she's playing with you like what the fuck so I'm worried Natalie's still with him but at least she's not married she has time to get out I am very invested. The reunion is next week. I can't wait to see what happens. And secondly, just since our video won't be out for a minute, I can't stop listening to Avril's Love Sucks album. Okay. And it's so fucking good. It is so up-tempo. It is so rocky. If you ever, like, missed the Avril of, you know, old, the skater boy Avril, you're getting it 12 tracks in a row. Wow. There's barely any ballads. The songs have grown on me since our first reaction. Okay. I love the title track. I love F.U. I I'm love Deja Vu. I'm excited to edit the video together and add, like, a disclaimer at the end being like, actually, the album has really grown on that bomber. <laughs> that bomber really loves it now. Yeah. First listen, I was like, I liked but didn't love, but I, I I would recommend people listen to it. It's very, very Okay. Good. All right. Well, I'm very happy that you, you are enjoying your shows. I have a lot of feelings. It sounds like Love is Blind is a wonderfully produced Woo! show. It's a fucking mess. <laughs> What's been giving you moments, darling? Well, you oh. remember like a couple weeks ago how you had a giving me moments that was you just having a bad moment about Vanderpump Rules? I do. We're going to have a giving me moments this week where I am having a a negative moment. Hey, it happens. It happens. It's natural. The producers of Big Brother, it's kind of like, not only am I wondering, are they okay? I'm wondering, are they showing up to work? 
are <laughs> like, or are they making their decisions like with one eye open at like ten o'clock in the morning, texting their assistants, being like, "Take care of it," because the finale of this season, of, first of all, this season of Celebrity Big Brother was just not good. Mm. Just a bunch of weird decisions. I'm tired of like the. the there were. I'll start again. <laughs> <laughs> I, like the, but this finale was the. Worst finale in the show's history of Celebrity Big Brother of, of all, Big, all Brother. Big Brother by a mile. Wow. I, I I cannot think of a worse finale than this. It was, it was uh, all season long. We had been getting two hour episodes of just mm. nothing, like just of of like forty five minute long competitions of them being like we walked outside and there's snowmen and and hot chocolate and and flurries and everything. It's like this is a waste of time and everything. So yeah. just things that were just a waste of our time like that were two hours long so you would expect oh there's been drama this season the jury is very bitter because they're all mad at Todrick for saying stuff about them on the live feeds mm. and for revealing a bunch of stuff about himself the jury's really gonna drag him in this finale and it's at least that's gonna be entertaining to watch the finale was an hour and it was like how are we gonna do all this in an hour huh I wonder have the finales ever been an hour no well I, well, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if, like, in the past, past, right. or but I don't even Recently think in the past, no. past. Recently, no. Um, and and it's just like, well, the answer to how are we going to do all this in an hour is we are just not going to do it. The jury, we go wow. through like the we play head of household. Of course, Misha wins because she wins everything. Um, and you know, good for hers. Honestly, like. Misha deserves that win. She played an excellent game, uh, and I I think she seems like a, a nice person. And um, but so then Cynthia gets evicted by Misha and everything. And so Cynthia doesn't come. She does her interview with Ju- Julie, and then the jury comes on, and Cynthia is nowhere to be found because they they don't announce the third. Oh, uh, the third place person for like a little bit. Okay. Um, and so at this point, Julie's like, "Does anyone have anything they want to say?" So Carson says, "I would like to apologize to Shayna. Shayna, I should I talked about it last week. Um, how Carson essentially uh, and Cynthia essentially evicted their ally um, because yeah. they didn't believe Shayna when they should have because Misha and Todrick created this story about her. Um, and so Carson was like, "I just want to apologize to Shayna. I should have believed you. I should have seen that your actions proved how loyal." you were to me and Cynthia and and also just the things that were said about you in the house because some of them said some things like the way she dresses and da 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 that's gross Um, and he was like I just want to apologize to you and everything all of this is said without Cynthia on stage Cynthia was very much a part and was even more hot headed and and Mm. stubborn than Carson was in that house about not believing Shayna and it's just like guys why wasn't and then after that Cynthia came out and they were like oh Cynthia got evicted well time to vote for the winner um, and it's like why would you not have the opportunity to have Cynthia see Carson apologize to Shayna and realize on live TV like That'd be amazing. that she made a mistake and that she was wrong and everything and have her realize like oh man I got played why would you not have the opportunity to show that that's one part usually during the finale the jury Questions uh, the the final two right. players. Lately, in the past couple of years, the questions have been very scripted, and you can tell have been given by producers to ask, which sucks. But whatever. Um, <laughs> this time, they didn't even ask questions. 
like no questions and it, it, Julie was just like okay final to uh, give your speeches give your pleas as to why you should win and it was like wait we're not gonna like interrogate the panel we're not gonna have a chance to see Teddy and Chris mm. and Shayna like confront Todrick about all this stuff that they're, they're not gonna see Todd confront Todd because Todd got evicted and was furious at Todrick like um, it's we're Are they just trying that? to protect the contestants, the celebrity contestants? That's what it sounds like. It mm. sounds like they were like, we don't want things to, we don't want the celebrities to look bad uh, because that'll prevent celebrities in the future from wanting to go on the show. Got it. Um, okay. But the thing is, like, the, the only time the jury got to sort of like have their say and really stick it to Todrick was when they were giving their final vote. They all had a, like a one sentence that they could say. Yeah. Teddy was like, your favorite movie is The Wizard of Oz, but you didn't realize that we could all see behind the curtain. And it's like, get him. Teddy's great. She's not. <laughs> Teddy's like, great. Teddy's look, great. I I'm watched sorry. that clip and I was like, oh, she wrote that weeks ago. I, of course she did. But you know what? Good for her. At least she was bringing it. She was yeah, bringing she tried. to the house. Teddy um, tries. Chris, Chris Kirkpatrick, who I look like grown to love, by the way. Oh, like nice. He was very endearing and likable on the show. Um, he his, his was like, this vote is for my son because Todrick said to Chris Kirkpatrick, your son would be ashamed of you. Da 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 da. Um, uh, Shana was like, "This vote ensures that I never have to hear your voice ever yes. again." <laughs> and it, Todd, we haven't heard from Todrick since. So Shana is clear. What is his face doing? Does he know that he's fucked at this oh, point? Smile plastered on, oh. like he didn't flinch. It was like, mm. "Okay, Todrick, you got a stone poker face," um, but just. It was just it, those moments were really good. But the thing is, I bet you the casual viewers who don't watch the live feeds and who don't know that Todrick has done all these things, um, they're probably watching like, what? Yeah, What's like, what going on? So don't you want there to be a chance for the jury to interrogate Todrick and, and to talk about what happened on the live feeds? That way, the people who don't have the live feeds or who don't follow the live feeds can be like, huh, a lot happens in the house that I don't see on the show. Maybe I should subscribe and give, <laughs> C, give CBS money. Right. Like, I feel like CBS just shooting themselves in the foot by not giving this chance. Like, I, it, And then the winner was announced... It was Misha, of course. Congratulations to her. But like, it was really awkward because you could mm. tell everyone was mad at Todrick. And then America's Favorite Player was announced. And it was Carson over Shayna. All of the fans wanted Shayna. Mm. Um, but, but I mean, Carson, I guess, got the, you know, the casual viewer vote because right. he was featured a lot in the diary rooms. He was very much a character and was very funny and likable, except for when he evicted his own ally and, <laughs> and ruined the course of the game. But... But it's fine. He's a very likable guy, so good for him. But still, like that finale was rough, Oof. and it's it's just like, what are we doing? What are we doing? The show needs such a revamp. It's not even fun. I just hate that. I feel like every time a season starts, you go in so optimistically. You're like, this first episode was really great. I'm so excited to see where it goes. And then like weeks after weeks after weeks, you're just like, it was awful. It's a, that that's the thing. To be a fan of Big Brother is to just be in a really abusive relationship. And we all talk about it when in, it's the middle of the season. We're all just like sharing memes and everything, just being like. Like crying, just being like, why do we do this to ourselves? And we're going to hey, do it to ourselves again. I get it. It's hard to let go of a show that you've been with for so long. I know. It's but hard. I, I, I hope that like the producers see like, wow, this show is really negatively received. 
like this season was really negatively received so maybe we will change some things up please for the love of god do not have the competitions last as long as they do show more <laughs> of the tension in the house show more of the gameplay like do not show them walking outside being like i walked outside and and there was, it looked like a disco theme whoa it's like, it's like this is such a waste of time like Please, guys, please, I beg of you. I beg of you. And have people who aren't afraid to fight in that house. They fight outside of the house. Ugh, it's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I think that's it. I guess that's it. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for listening and watching. Um, I hope you've enjoyed us this week. Everyone stay safe out there. We love you very much. And we'll be back next week with more 2K Mats, the podcast. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.